a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Side Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on KSL News Radio Inside Sources. Today, we are continuing to monitor uh, what is happening uh, in the United States Capitol. Uh, John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, has taken uh, to the stage and is in place to preside over the Senate uh, as the trial of President Trump begins. And uh, right now we are uh, just watching uh, that he is uh, there in the well of the Senate. He is, it looks like he's re-issuing a little uh, testimony there. Oh, oh, Jim Inhofe is being uh, sworn in uh, for the impeachment trial. I think he will represent things on the Republican side of the aisle. Uh, so he has been sworn in. And uh, we're going to continue to to monitor if uh, some interesting things begin to happen there in the well of the Senate. Uh, it's a very crowded well of the Senate. Uh, you've got extra seating down on the floor uh, where you can see a lot of the lawyers and the managers from the House uh, and from the Senate side. The, the president's team is seated there on the floor as well. Uh, so a little more crowded on the uh, floor of the United States Senate than we normally see. The sergeant at arms has just stepped to the microphone. He has uh, given the official hear ye, hear ye, and commanded everyone to be silent uh, with a threat of impris- imprisonment, which is always a, an important thing. Uh, never happens on the well of the Senate. Uh, also important to note, uh, the senators do not have their phones on the Senate, uh, which is a rare thing. It's been become a little more lax uh, of late in terms of uh, what's going on. Uh, let's go ahead and, and dip into a little bit of sound here. Mitch McConnell is at the podium, and the uh, process is beginning. The precept issued January 16, 2020. The writ of summons issued on January 16, 2020. And the receipt of summons dated January 16, 2020. The following documents, which were received by the Secretary of the Senate, will be submitted to the Senate for printing in the Senate Journal pursuant to the order of January 16, 2020. The answer of Donald John Trump, President of the United States, to the articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives against him on January 16, 2020, received by the Secretary of the Senate on January 18, 2020, The trial brief filed by the House of Representatives received by the Secretary of the Senate on January 18, 2020. The trial brief filed by the President received by the Secretary of the Senate. All right, that is uh, Chief Justice John Roberts of the Supreme Court presiding over the United States Senate today. He is reading through a lot of the process pieces in terms of the articles of impeachment being filed, the evidence being filed uh, with the Secretary of the Senate. Uh, and it looks like that will proceed for a minute here. We'll dip in and out of coverage as we go through this hour and throughout the day here on KSL News Radio. I want to jump quickly to an interview I conducted last year with uh, former Senator Joe Lieberman of Connecticut, uh, who was, uh, if you remember, uh, he was the, the really the lone Democrat to speak out against President Trump, uh, excuse me, against President Clinton at the time. Uh, and uh, took a lot of heat for that. Uh, public opinion was against him. And uh, a big challenge there. But I want to play part of this interview just to give you some perspective 
uh, of what that kind of political courage looks like. I, I asked Senator Lieberman, uh, describe that to me, what happened uh, and why you did what you did and what the ultimate result was. So, you know, when, when the facts of the Clinton Lewinsky scandal broke, I mean, I was just honestly heartbroken because I'd been an early, I, I knew Bill Clinton since he was at Yale Law School, and I had just graduated and was beginning to practice law in New Haven. He actually helped me in my first campaign in the primary for state senator in New Haven. I was all of 27 years old, and uh, we won. So uh, I helped him in 92. I thought he was a really effective president. When this came out, I was just horrified. And uh, but, you know, I, I was home. It was summertime, and uh, it was bothering me a lot. And then I'd go out, actually, my family and I took a vacation on the Connecticut shore for a while. And I'd just walk along the beach or at the supermarket or the movie theater. People kept coming up to me. You have to speak out about this. You know, you've been uh, criticizing the entertainment industry for um, messages about sex and violence that go to kids. And how can you stand by and let this happen? And honestly, it got it got to me. And uh, it was one of the harder decisions I'd ever made to get up and make the speech I made uh, condemning uh, President Clinton's behavior and, and appealing to him to uh, acknowledge more responsibility than than he had and, and basically his guilt. But I but I knew in the end I had to do it. And and. And, uh, you know, come what may, I had no idea what the impact would be. But you come to certain points where you say, well, why am I here? Why, why have I been blessed or privileged to end up as a U.S. senator and not to sort of stick a uh, cloth in my mouth when I feel really in that case, and I don't want to overuse this word, a moral responsibility. I mean, I grew up in a religious tradition, uh, really, where, uh, well, it goes right to the Bible, where, you know, the higher you go, the more accountable you are for your actions, because the greater the consequences if you misbehave. I mean, the ultimate of that is Moses, who didn't, uh, wasn't allowed to enter the promised land because essentially he lost his temper and therefore faith in God on one occasion. You could cite many others, King Saul losing the kingship because he didn't follow what the prophet Samuel told him God wanted him to do in a particular circumstance. So anyway, I did it with trepidation. Turned out to ultimately have had a positive effect. I mean, to, to Bill Clinton, the remarkable person that he is, about a, a week after I, I um, made this speech, he was he had been abroad. He came back. He called me at my house on a Sunday morning and um, essentially said, I agree with everything you said in that speech. I feel terrible about what I did. And uh, I'm working with two ministers counseling just to get my way back out of this and really to seek forgiveness. And, and he actually held a meeting, with, as you may remember, with yeah. a, quite an interdenominational group of, of clergy people to, to basically ask forgiveness. So it was quite a remarkable time in my life. And I, But I, I know I never forget the night before I made this speech, my wife said, why do you have to do it? <laughs> and I said, you know, I've just decided I do have to do it, both personally and what people expect of me. And uh, <laughs> so uh, it, it turned out okay. <laughs> but uh, it was, I had to look at that. You're absolutely right. Maybe this is going to be the end of my public service. But okay, if it is, uh, I did what I thought was right. And I think that's important. All right, that's uh, former Senator Joe Lieberman, uh, interview I did with him last year. But he was talking about the speech he gave on the floor of the United States Senate against uh, the president of his own party against Bill Clinton uh, and all the heat that he took for it, the trepidation he had in, in going into it. Uh, but it was one of those moments of that required some courage, some authenticity, 
uh, and some deep thought. And it will be interesting to see how things have changed uh, since that era to today and what senators will or won't do uh, as this trial convenes and begins uh, and continues to move forward. So I thought it was important for us to have that perspective that uh, I think we will have some members of the Senate who will make some statements and some comments that may not be popular. Uh, but it's always important to remember that as you move through history, uh, things things change a little bit. I think uh, people look at Senator Lieberman's uh, speech on the floor of the Senate against President Clinton, again, president of his own party, uh, as one that was courageous and very important for the country to have that moral voice uh, speak out that way. And and so the, the tides turn, the polling shift. I was uh, amazed yesterday just working through Martin Luther King Jr. Day yesterday. Uh, in 1966, uh, a Gallup poll showed that only 33% of Americans had a favorable opinion of Martin Luther King. 66% of Americans had a negative view uh, of Martin Luther King. And uh, now in 2020, uh, those numbers are are just annihilated. 94% of Americans have a positive view of Martin Luther King. Only 4% have a negative. So the perceptions and the polling uh, change over time, and that's important. Uh, the more important thing is, is who will show the profiles in courage on either side of the aisle uh, to make sure that we get to the truth, uh, because that is ultimately what we're after. Uh, the process is important. Uh, they are taking some time right now. They have... Uh, entered in the impeachment trial uh, rules as put forward by Senator McConnell. Uh, currently uh, on the floor of the Senate, uh, you have uh, Pat Cipollone, uh, who is uh, making comments. He is part of the president's team, and he is making some comments there uh, relating to the rules and relating to the what has been submitted thus far. Uh, again, this is the uh, White House counsel uh, currently at the podium there in the floor of the United States Senate. And uh, as I said, we're going to continue to monitor this as we go through the day today. Uh, when we come back after the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined by our good friend James Walner, uh, who is there in Washington, D.C., who understands the rules and the path and the process in the Senate, uh, who give us some great insight. Again, I want to make sure you've got a framing for how you're watching all of this unfold so that as the news reports come out, as the instant certainty comes out and a lot of the analysis, that you have something to check it against. Again, I don't care whether you think the president should be impeached and removed or he should be acquitted and we should move on. I want to make sure you've got a good framing so you can assess what you hear uh, and then make your own determination from there. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside. When we come back, as I mentioned, James Walner will join us live from Washington, D.C. He understands the Senate better than anybody. You don't want to miss this. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.